and welcome again to Objective Foundations. I'm your host, Kudwi, K-U-D-W-I, where we break down complex philosophical ideas for the average understanding of humans. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Um, so, for the people who know me, uh, well, first off, uh, welcome to the first ever episode of Objective Foundations, where I am your host, Kudwi, K-U-D-W-I, obviously, um, but... For the people who actually do know me, they know that I do also make uh, music on another channel. And and me coming in here saying, uh, yeah, like I was about to rap. That was to poke fun at people because uh, people always want me to rap and freestyle and do it live so they can actually hear me instead of, uh, you know, listening to the final product, a.k.a. the song. Um, so that was just to uh, uh, pick fun at them. Um, but the first episode that we're going to discuss here today is um, my journey um, getting into politics, um, for the people who are just now discovering me, uh, I have 16,000 following uh, on TikTok, and I also am a part of an institute called the uh, Aporia Institute on TikTok, uh, formerly known as the Neo-Austrians. We abandoned that name for uh, multiple reasons that I may or may not discuss later on during this uh, session, but we abandoned that name. We are now called the Aporia Institute um, and we have 20,000 in following. Uh, we post a lot of political TikTok on there. So if you guys want to go ahead and try to follow us, uh, look at the content that we post on there. We're also on Instagram. We're also on Twitter. We're also on Parlor. Uh, I think Rumble too. We're kind of everywhere, but we're mainly on TikTok um, and YouTube. That is the two main categories that we rest upon. So if you want to go, uh, go ahead and check us out, go ahead and do it now. Um, you can pause the video, whatever, and come back. So I want to discuss... Um, my political journey, um, because it, it seems like for the newcomers, it's like, I want to get into politics, but like, where do I begin? I, I obviously want to hear from the people who are, who are already in politics and learn from them. Um, so that's kind of like the main thing that most people want to get into. Um, and, and secondly, just for the people who are into politics, but just like, you know, how, they're just curious, you know, how did you get into politics? You know, what what is your story, you know, of how you got here? It's kind of like everybody's in jail and it's like, well, how did you get in here? Right. So what what activities did you uh, invest your time in to get into this place? Right. And and I think instead of answering them 24 seven over and over and over again, I think it's uh, best to go ahead and just to make a podcast about it or, or a video about it. And so this is going to be titled, um, I don't know what it's going to be titled, but it has to do with my political journey, how I got into politics, uh, anything around that uh, area. Er yeah. So first things first, um, it might sound totally irrelevant, but I will definitely connect it uh, with politics. But I've always been a information hungry kid. I always wanted to learn something um, in particular, um, something that is very controversial to people um, because I get to interact with people. Um, that have different takes on it and then I can rebuttal them or I can just hear their perspective. So I've always been an, uh, a knowledge hungry kid, you could say. Um, so the first thing I ever got into, and this is roughly around, um, I say 2017, right? Um, 2017, I got a lot into the, like the flat earth community. Um, not in the sense that I believed in the flat earth. I obviously, you know, stated that it was round. Um, but I, I, I debated a lot of people that believed the, the earth was flat. Um, and I spent about until 2018 doing so. So I spent roughly around a year straight debating flat earthers. And that's all I did from uh, seventh grade to eighth grade. Um, so, so 
the flat earth community is such a, a huge topic in the sense that there's so much stuff that you would have to learn, right? So I remember learning things about like how water physics work, right? Like people are like, oh, how does water curve, right? Uh, and it, it just didn't make sense to them. And I'm pretty sure with the knowledge, with like the proper way to induce or deduce, you know, um, to have logical consistency now that you need in philosophy and politics, I'm pretty sure if I go back there, I can, I, I'm pretty, I'm confident that I can destroy their arguments quite simply. Um, but, you know, there's so much things you would have to learn about. And this is my first experience with learning the history behind religion and, and where particularly uh, uh, Christianity come from, since a lot of the flat earthers like to justify their beliefs with Christianity. Because in, in I think, in the books of like Jeremiah, it speaks about um, experiences uh, or, or it denotes to the fact that the earth may be flat. Um, but there is a grand um, history behind religion. Um, and it goes all the way back to like the Canaanite religion and the Numa Elish uh, tablets. Um, and that's like the one of the prime movers of religion that has uh, influenced Christianity all the way from Jeremiah and so on and so forth. But I don't want to get into it. Right. So there's a lot of stuff within the flat earth community that I learned. Um, but I was just very knowledge hungry and stuff like that. So I debated all the time through the course of a year. And I think the difference between me and them is that I actually took the thing serious. Serious to the point where it got really boring because nobody could refute my arguments. I would I would come to like my own arguments that nobody has even um, like came to. Right. Um, and, and also, I remember, um, you know, I remember a member. Uh, a former member of the Aporia Institute, you know, they try to challenge me on the flat earth, uh, flat earth thing. And I LARPed as a flat earther and I destroyed him. I actually destroyed him. Um, it was actually, everybody was like, wow, bro, you just got destroyed by a flat earther, even on that one. Um, but yeah, so, so let me connect this, this to politics, right? So it got so boring, right? Because nobody could refute my arguments. They will just concede just like, oh, I don't know. It looks like I'm just going to do more research and see what I can find. Um, so I just totally uh, disbanded the flat earth uh, community and the whole controversy as a whole uh, because nobody could properly refute my arguments. Um, this is where I just became a time where I'm just like sitting at nothing. And I was like, what should I research? And I remember I was making a list. And, and one of the topics on my list was politics. And, and second below that was learning about railroads and how trains work. Don't tell me why. I, I, I don't know. I just had a particular interest in how trains work. I, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, one of the things was politics. And I was like, this is a big thing. Um, it is after the election of Trump and Hillary. And uh, it's very controversial. And, and it has a such a big community. I think this is something I can actually get into. Now, this wasn't something I wasn't, this wasn't something that I was like planning to actually get much of a career from, uh, or, or anything, right? Uh, not even a platform, not even to connect with people in that particular sense, right? But I, I, I got far as I got, you know, with connecting with people. But that's what I did. So the first person I ever, I remember typing in politics in YouTube. That was like the first thing I ever typed into YouTube. Um, and of course, um, you know, the person that you found was Ben Shapiro. I, I binge watched him. And yep, I, I do have a similar story to all the conservatives, but uh, the difference between me and them is that I actually changed. Um, <laughs> so no shots to the conservatives, by the way. Um, but yes, I, I binge watched Ben Shapiro, and this is, was this was before that he came up with the Ben Shapiro show. This was way before, um, maybe about um, I don't know four four months, four or five months before he actually came out with the Ben Shapiro show. So 
Uh, yeah, so I binge-watched Ben Shapiro, and then I got to the point where uh, he started quitting um, uh, uh, like his regular videos. I forgot what videos he did before, but whatever videos he did before, he, he quit those and just went into the Ben Shapiro show. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to listen like 30 to an hour a day just to listen to a podcast because I'm not a very like a, a person who really listens to podcasts, even though I'm doing one uh, hypocrite. Um, but I'm, I just wasn't that person. And for those who uh, enjoy podcasts, well, I'm here. So um, after that, I went to I went to Louder with Crowder, of course. Um, I started binge watching uh, his series, uh, Changed My Mind. I started watching Tucker Carlson. I started watching Caitlin Bennett and her series when she goes out into public uh, and asks questions. And I and this is the time where I really started debating my dad because I was like, you know, I'm 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 starting to become a little bit of a conservative here. Like like I see the left and it's like, wow, uh, these people want things like it's like it's insane because the the conservative rhetoric i I would say the conservative rhetoric rhetoric is as good as the left uh, even though charlie kirk doesn't agree with me but i think the conservative rhetoric is as good as the liberals the liberals is like hey let's have free things and the conservatives are like well do you want to subject the individual to the rest of the collective are you crazy like it just depends of like what your psychoepistemology is, right? Are you more of an individualist or are you more of a collectivist, right? If you're just more of a collectivist, you're just going to be easily swayed to being a leftist, right? And then if you're just an individualist more, right, you're going to be easily swayed to be conservative. They they both don't have better rhetoric than one another. I think the rhetoric is quite equal. Um, I I just think that it's just it depends on you what type of person you are that you know which route uh, you're going to go into. And even before I got into politics, I, I was a Bernie supporter. Um, I, I supported free college. And I was like, yo, that is dope. You know, if Bernie becomes president, it's going to be for four years. He's going to implement these particular laws. And then about the time I hit 18, college will be free. Um, the next president afterward wouldn't be able to change it by, uh, in, you know, within a, a year and a half. Right. So I'll be about 18. College will be free. And that's great. Right. Until I researched, obviously. Um, but yeah. So where was I? Um. You, I, I forgot what I were, uh, hello, Q-check? Something about being conservative, right? The, the, the rhetoric between both sides are actually quite, uh, equivalent, right? So, getting into it, I got more into lateral Crowder, all those people, right? And then I was like, yo, I'm gonna go on an Instagram, I had about 600 followers at the time, right? Um, and, and also shout out to John Doyle. I used to watch a lot of his content and also Tim Pool. Tim Pool, uh, if you don't know who Tim Pool is or AKA Tim Cass, if you don't know who is, who that is, uh, go ahead and check them out. They're brilliant people. Okay. Uh, not, I wouldn't say John Doyle, but Tim Pool dash Tim Cass. Yes. Um, but so I started connecting a little bit on Instagram because I was like, you know what? I actually maybe want to get a little bit into the community. I want to start debating. I want to grow a platform, but not necessarily a career, uh, you know, anything like, like the such. Right. I really got to pull. I really started getting political after, uh, you know, Alabama uh, did the abortion uh, ban at the heartbeat. And I, I used to post so much stuff about it on my story, you know, like, oh, uh, liberals mad because uh, Alabama banned abortion. Um and, and, and if you're asking me, and for the people who don't know, if you keep asking me if I'm pro-life or pro, pro-choice, I'm coming after you, by the way. Um, but anyways, I posted a lot of that on my story. And then I started getting into contact with a little bit of bigger names in comparison to my Instagram account at, this, at that particular time because I was at like 600, maybe 700K. Um, this is the first time I actually got in c- a contact with Topher Town Music. At the time, he was at 7K. And I remember messaging him and I talked to him a lot. 
Um, and then also Real Shikina. Uh, Real Shikina was at like uh, I think 6K. She was she didn't have a big following at all. I actually remember when she hit 10K, then 14K, and then so on and so forth. I remember that. Um, also, I remember I remember this specifically. I remember when Bryson Gray was at like literally 4K. He only had 4,000 following on Instagram. Now he's at like you know crazy numbers. So I literally remember these people at their conception, at their start. Um, shout out to Kingface um, because Kingface, just like everybody else, he took the time and, and responded to a lot of people. Not saying that Topertown Music or Bryson Gray and then etc. Those people didn't. But Kingface had a particular passion with him where he really wanted to connect with his friends as the I didn't really feel it with the other ones. Um, I do feel the passion with Real Shakina. Real Shakina will uh, text me here and there, and I do appreciate uh, her doing that if she's listening this to the, uh, listening to this right now. Um, but Kingface had a particular passion for his fans, and I remember I used to post a lot of his clips to my uh, you know Instagram, and especially I remember joining his live one time. And there's a trick to always get on live with a particular person. I'm not going to release the trick, um, but I did the trick on getting on his live, and it worked. Of course, I got on his live and I started talking to him. And, uh, you know, the, th the first thing I really addressed was the Margaret Sanger situation. Um, I remember I came across this video and it was describing how, quote unquote, Blexit is lying about Margaret Sanger and how she's a bad character. She's pro-abortion, all this. Uh, now I know that is true. At the time, I was like kind of iffy. I was like, you know, conservative said she was a racist, but I didn't really like. She, I, I, I mean, I didn't look at the evidence. I don't know, you know, like why I'm going to take your post on belief. Anyways, I, I brought the Margaret Sanger situation to him and he totally, not to disrespect his name, of course not, um, but he, he, he diverted from the actual conversation of Margaret Sanger and he was like, even if that was a lie, right? What we're doing in the Blexit community is that we're lifting souls, we're lifting spirits, we're changing people's lives. He says that people come on his live and talk about all the time that, yo, bro, you changed my life for the better, da-da-da-da, it's so great, all that, right? And it was a very inspirational speech, and he was speaking to me directly, right? And it was about, I don't know, 10 minutes. And I have clips, and I posted that on my story afterwards, um, but I remember that particularly. Um, but after that, we ended off, and then I remember that my friend actually didn't like Kingface, um, so he would, like, respond to my stories uh, of where I post King, Kingface clips, and he was like, yo, what are you listening to this, like, garbage, like, th this guy is insane, like, da-da-da-da, whatever, and me and him would get into debates, and I would defend Kingface, um, to the point where it's like, me and his friendship, uh, uh me and my friend's friendship, not Kingface, um, you know, would would deteriorate just a little bit, right? And I would screenshot what he was saying, uh, saying and send it to the king face. And I was like, "Yo, bro, I'm out here defending you, man. Like these people don't know, man. You gotta, you got, you gotta wake up, bro. You gotta wake up, bro. Like you, you know, you know, you get the whole shabazz." Um, but yeah, I was like, I was sending it to King Face, and he was like, "Yo, much love, bro. Uh, I, I love uh, you're defending me and stuff like that." And it was all great from there. Um, and then I remember, I remember the main thing that I, I remember from Kingface is that uh, one time I joined his live, right? Not not that I joined in like where you can see me, but I just joined his live, right? I was just one of the characters, and he pointed me out, and he was like, "Hey, yo, that's my man Cudwee," and, and he he requested for me to join. I didn't request. He requested for me to join. 
right on his live and then and he put me on the spot and he was like yo tell these tell these people why capitalism is so great and this was before i even concretized or solidified my my actual arguments for capitalism the philosophical grounds the moral grounds all that this is before i solidified anything um but i i said it was like you know i mean i said it, it it's kind of funny you know there's a correlation between all the quote-unquote free countries and the capitalistic countries and how they're prosperous versus all the countries that have more regulations and how they're less prosperous i don't know man that just sounds kind of funny that there's a correlation between those two and even if you look at the countries in africa there's there's two competing countries one socialist and one capitalistic most people would say wow um the one that's socialist has more wealth than the one that's capitalistic but if you actually look at the data even closer the one that's capitalistic they're growing at a faster rate than the socialist country is so by a particular time i don't know man the, the, the capitalists are winning and that was my that was my whole argument of course i could give such a such a better argument now but that was my argument at the particular time um, and, and of course I left alive and stuff like that afterwards and whatever. Um, but that's kind of like a totality of like my interaction, uh, my interaction with Kingface. Now, now, while that was my third or fourth time going on live with Kingface during my times going online live with Kingface, there is a particular member that is still, still in the Aporia Institute, um, that he also runs it with me as well. And he spotted me out on Kingface Live, and he found interest in me that I I, I was taking ideas seriously, um and and this is um I'm not going to say his name, but he is kind of like the 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 cohesion, the glue of the uh, Aporia Institute, kind of runs everything, keeps everything together, and keep everything organized and serious, and make sure that we know this isn't really much of a social group where we just play around, right? We had to learn our lesson the hard way, unfortunately, but. So he pointed me out and he, he LARPed, he, he texted me and he says, yo, I saw you on Kinkface," And then he LARPed as a Bernie supporter, right? So me and him debated uh, all night, you know, Trump versus Bernie, right? I was a Trumper. He was the Bernie guy. And, and, and we debated. And for the people who don't know what LARP means, it means he was like, he's pretending to be a, a Bernie supporter, uh, right? But he was pretending to be a Bernie, Bernie supporter and we debated. And we even went to like the harder topics that a lot of conservatives wouldn't bring up unless you're like a really hardcore conservative. Even we we went into even Trayvon Martin. Um, so we went into a lot of things uh, that night. And the next day, uh, you know, of course, I was hungry for debate. So I texted him. But the next day after uh, I texted him. Um, we, we, uh, he was like, yo, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not, a, I'm not a Bernie supporter. I'm actually a libertarian, you know? Um, you know, I, I like Thomas Sowell. I, I read Milton Freeman and I was like, yo, you know, this is cool. You know? And then I was like, he was like, yo, bro, you got it. You got to read, bro. And, and then from there, me and him would, will go live, right? Several hours a day, just talking ideas, right? And he would just tell me. He would tell me how bad the 1964 policies are. He would talk about the 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 post-industrial revolution. He would talk about the great success the success of of the black community post-slavery, um, and, and the the economic prosperity that blacks had before the implementation of the 1964 Civil Rights Act uh, by LBJ or or the the Great Society Act. Uh, I misspoke, but the Great Society Act, right? And he would talk about this black prosperity. And then he also he would also talk about just just economics and totality a little bit. Talk about how great capitalism is. Right. So that's kind of where we started. 
And I was like, wow, these these are great ideas, right? Uh, so he put me on with Thomas Sowell. Um, so for the people who don't know what Thomas Sowell is, Thomas Sowell is now 93, I think, 93, 94. He's an economist. He's been around for a long time. Uh, he's a Chicago economist. Um, he was a Marxist uh, back when, in his teenager years. So so that's all I did. I went to my local library. I picked up a book by Thomas Sowell. I picked up a book. Uh, Black Rednecks and White Liberals was the first book that I ever chose to read, actually. Um, I went through that book. Uh, there's a lot of good chapters in there. It's speaking about slavery, uh, Jews, Germans, you know, uh, an the antebellum South. So there's a lot of good content in there, actually. And I read it and it was like, this is crazy. This is different. Yo, Thomas Sowell is a different breed. You know, and I was like, wow, you really get the depths of like the black community and it's like where it comes from and then in the black vernacular um, and where it originated from. And it came from Southern whites, of course. And, and there's also bars in there. I, I, I forget a couple of bars, but there's also bars. Um, it probably hit me up later down the later down the podcast. But there's, there's nice bars, nice little, you know, punchers. He's like, really? And then you punch him with that little good quote. And it's like, yeah, that's from Tom Soul, boy. You know, you don't know nothing about that, but whatever. So I got that. I, I got basic economics as well. I started downloading a lot of books, Milton Freeman. I started reading it and stuff like that. And, and me and him talked for about, um, let's see, uh, me and him talked about maybe a month and a half straight. Right. And, and then he was like, yo, we gotta, we gotta get on social media. We gotta start producing these ideas. Right. And I was like, yeah, we should. Right. And at the same time, I was talking to a particular girl and she was like, yeah, I'm on TikTok. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to see what you look like on TikTok. You know, so I I, <laughs> I downloaded TikTok, not for the sake of uh, posting political content, but for the sake of seeing a particular girl, which eventually uh, my TikTok became uh, more of into a, a, a political account. Um, And I remember the first video that I posted and it was about the idea of white privilege. Um. Obviously, I had that video taken down because it was just, it was so dumb. It's its not up to date. It's a very old argument. It's in the beginning of year, it's the beginning of the year, and it's not um, even like up to date on anything. So after that, I just kind of like um, posted more and more videos. And this is my first interaction with Consciously, right? I kept uh, you know, the person in the Emporia Institute, he was like, yo, you got to respond to this guy, whatever he's saying nonsense. And many of them would talk about debunks. We would go through a lot of stuff. And then I was like, I thought this guy was so smart. He, he is right. But I, in the sense that the particular uh, situation that I, w I was in, I thought that we were so smart. And he told me, he was like, bro, I'm, I'm learning at the same time you are right? It's not that I already knew this stuff. I'm learning at the same time you are. I'm just researching what they're saying, trying to find a refutation. I find a refutation and then I try to integrate with other knowledge and well, that's it. Like that, I'm learning at the same time you are, right? So I responded consciously multiple times. Um, I finally got a response. This is about the time he was at like 400k. So this is, this is like uh, long ago, I think 300k. If I'm not mistaken, between 200, 300K, this is where Consciously was resting at. Um, so I finally got a response. And then months later, right, um, you know, I joined his live and it did not go well. Well, not months later. It was about, it was maybe a couple of weeks later, right, um, after I made a TikTok. Maybe, maybe a month and a half later after I made my first TikTok, right, because at this time I had probably had 2 to 3K. Um, so... I join his live. I'm a conservative. I'm a little bit of a libertarian. 
um, or whatever. But I'm still a conservative uh, because I would still defend Trump or whatever at that particular time. I joined his live and he puts me on the spot and he debunks me. That's great. I give him that. That's cool. You debunked a bad argument and, and that's totally fine. It should, it, should, it should give leadway to conservatives. Hey, stop using this argument. You're not going to win. That is great. I will give him the benefit of the doubt that, yeah, he did destroy me. That's great. I'm don't care. I don't use those arguments, arguments many, anymore. Rather, I, those arguments were so bad that I would rather LARP as a leftist to debunk those arguments. Like, okay. So I stressed over it. Whatever. He, he, he has a video still up. So I, I, I don't really care. Whatever. So that's my first time coming in contact. Um, and then me and the, uh, I'm, I'm going to call him Steve for now, right? Steve, the, the founder, you could say, quote, unquote, the prime over of the Aporia Institute. Um, Steve, um, in this sense, um, he was like, yo, we got to get a group going, right? Because nothing is going to get, uh, get done if it's just me and you. Let's flip that. Okay. So nothing is going to get done if it's just me and you, right? So we started looking out for uh, newer people, right? Um, and then we found people, uh, I think the first two people we actually found was um, uh, uh, CEO of 2A. This guy was really uh, smart, you could say, when it comes to debating guns. Um, at, and in a comparison to now, I don't think so, but at the particular time, he was really good with guns, right? So that's, that's all he researched was guns. Um, so we got CEO, CEO of 2A. He quickly dropped as being a member for personal reasons. But the other members that soon came to follow was uh, Julio, right? Which people know Julio, uh, Agoris Reasoning 101 on TikTok now. And then also Verbal Reasoning 101. Um, and, and funny thing is that Verbal only made an Instagram account because of uh, the, the, the page, that the group we were making. And now he's got like 400 followers on Instagram. That's just because of us. So that's that's wild. Um, anyways, so that's the two members that we got. So it was it was me, Steve, Agoris Reasoning, reasoning and, and Verbal Reasoning. Um, so that, that was it. It was just us four, and we were discussing ideas. Of course, there were a couple of other members at the time, but I, I don't really remember. I, I don't, I don't remember, at all. Um, but from there, we just started posting video. We made we made the classical liberal hype house. Um, this was, I think, late February, early March. That's when we made the. Ooh, excuse me. That's when we made the classical liberal hype house. And we and we started from there. We started posting a lot of videos. Started putting posting a lot of debunk videos, especially that meme video with "I'm not Natalie." And I remember our first debate and everything. And then later came Sappy GG, or Sappy JJ, however when you pronounce it. Those were the main members. We, the classical Uber hype house, were on the calls twenty four seven. We were on there a lot. And then it was later, later that we got Zach Cody, uh, the debunker. Right, we got him. Um, and we started growing more and more in as a page. And I was like, over time, we really, we really lost desire for reading Milton Freeman. At that particular time, I think the only thing that we were really reading was, well, Zach was getting into systemic racism. Sappy Gigi was learning about abortion. And I was just a sitting duck. Um, what I did is got into economics. That's it. I mean, I, I, I read a lot of Thomas Sowell and that's about it. I was a sitting duck. Verbo was kind of an overall guy. Uh, he was he was still getting into economics, but he was kind of more of an overall guy. Uh, Julio was an objectivist at the time. Um, well, well, objectivist per se, right? A, a self-claimed objectivist. I, I he didn't really spout anything that's pro-objectivism during the time. It's like 
I don't know. He he had no objectivist rhetoric at all. Um, but anyways, I was a sitting duck. We started researching, 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 and we started just growing as a page, you know, 7K or no, 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 3K, 4K. Hey, guys, we hit 5K. We're researching. We're debating. We're making videos. Um, all the videos were kind of dumb. Then we got Benjamin Politics, and Benjamin Politics really got a, got us a boof, boost from like 5K to 8K, and then we hit 8K, and then what happened is that I, th I think we got banned because... Uh, Greedy capitalists on TikTok was posting things that wasn't too fond, you know, got us, got us banned, you know, got us banned, well, not banned, but got us, um, yeah, banned from posting, right, not banned in the total account, but banned from posting, we got shadow banned really hard, and we couldn't come out of it, so we were like, damn, what do we do, right, so we was like, you know what, we got, we're gonna, we're gonna leave this account, right, um, we're going to go and make a new account, and we debated really hard of, of what to call the new account. Um, and at this point in time when we were making the new account, right, we had Scott, we had Papa John, we had, we didn't have Ryan yet. Um, I think, well, no, Scott came after. At this point, we just had Papa John. Papa John was a very early member. He was there, uh, uh, you know, for, for a lot of the time of the classical liberal hype house debating itself, and especially with the pro, at the time, pro-abortion. I mean, no, pro, not pro, uh, not pro abortion, but pro immigration, right? So we made the neo Austrians. We were like, yeah, neo Austrians. We defend Austrian economics. We're gonna use Austrian economics, and that's what we're gonna do. So we made the neo Austrians. We were like, yeah, that's cool. Scott came over. Scott was like, yeah, you, you, what's going on? He was quite smart. Um, and then we got Ryan. Uh, you know, the ant, the anarchists really started flooding in a little bit, right? Um, and that's pretty much what happened. From there, our debates' uh, ability increased. We started debating more, and we started debating, oh, an AF joint, too. Um, but, yeah, we got a lot of people in there, and when it was a big group, and this was the prime of the group, I would say. Right at the neo-Austrian conception, the first month and a half is when a lot of the the intellect really happened. A lot of the debates really happened. A lot of the research really happened. And I, and I think particular, particularly in that certain situation, I, was, I still was a sitting duck, right? I, w I was getting more into, uh, you know, uh, uh, economics. I was reading Economics, Facts and Fallacies by Thomas Sowell. I was, I was, I just purchased like human action. It was like 30 something dollars. I purchased that. I purchased other, uh, economic books and whatever. And I was reading that, um, you know, getting into economics and, and Scott was like a philosopher a little bit in the sense that he had philosophy. And I was like, yo, Scott, you know, it is philosophy cool. You know, it, is philosophy cool? And he was like, "Well, eh, philosophy could be dark because he's like, you you could be conceding to things that you wouldn't normally concede. Like, oh, are you the only person that's actually living, um, and, and nobody else is real? Like, uh, what's it called? Uh, solipsism, I think. So I think he was denoting to that. So it was like, oh, are you really real? Or like, yeah, he was like, you could just concede to things that you wouldn't normally concede to. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. But at that point, I never got into philosophy. I just got into a little bit. And I, and I remember I, w I was going on, uh, we, at that point, we sanctioned Rothbard. So I would go on Rothbard, I would search up Rothbard ethics, and it was like self-ownership. And he was like, well, if I don't own myself, then who does? Right. That's the only like that's the main thing I remember uh, reading from a particular website is like, oh, if I don't own myself, who 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 does? Right. And I was like, damn, that makes so much sense. If I don't own myself, who does? <laughs> so 
I remember getting into that. Um, but over time, let me see if I can speed it up a little bit. But but over time, um, we got more members. We were recycling members. We were making docs. We had plenty of docs. We were just getting members and stuff like that. Um, and and then and then the tension between menarchy and anarchy got really tight. Actually, you know, uh, we were menarchists at the time. Um, and, and the ANCAPs were just ANCAPs and the tension got really tight. Um, and then it got tighter and tighter until like it broke loose. Uh, it, it broke loose when Papa John Scott will say, well, they said deuces, right? And, and I know they were going to say deuces because I remember this one particular time. It was late at night. It was probably like 3 a.m. And I joined the call and I, I didn't expect, I didn't expect to like find people 3 a.m. in the call, right? Cause that's normally what we not, we don't call. And I tell you, I felt like I was a black man in a K- like found a KKK rally in like in the middle of the woods because I was like, I was the only statist quote unquote, um, in that call. It was all the anarchists discussing about the menarchist, and I joined, and I was like, what is going? I didn't really speak, but I was like, what is going on here? It's all the anarchists in a call, three a.m. in the morning. What's actually going on here? So that happened. Um, but the tensions uh, just started uh, breaking loose. And then to fast forward a lot of the things, because, you know, uh, in this sense, there's nothing, uh, you know, um, big happening. But to fast forward, right, um, we started researching anarchy and the, the philosophical failures of it. Um, and then we're like, yeah, we, at one point we're going to break off. And, and it's not going to be good because because I we we it's no it's no menarchy and anarchy versus the wrong arguments right because that's that's some that's that's making 50 50 right and that means it's sometimes wrong versus wrong arguments or it's sometimes right versus uh, uh wrong arguments right we can't have 50 50 we gotta have the right arguments 24 7 and we debated the anarchists and that's what we kind of did from time to time and the, until they departed ways papa john left craig left alex popovich left scott left uh, who else? Um, uh, I think Ryan left, right? They all, they all left. And I was like, hmm. I, I was kind of hurt in the sense. I was like, we're not going to be able to debate. There's going to be no debates. Um, but turns out, uh, that's actually wrong. We had plenty of debates. We had more members actually joining. So we actually freed ourselves. Um, but there was actually a, a point in the time of the Neo-Austrians that we, we, we faced the Nadir. And then the deer was, um, I can't put a particular month on it, but there was a deer where we had like very, very few members and nobody was discussing, everybody was leaving and we were like, well, that's kind of the end of it, right? We were actually saying that's the end of the, the whole entire thing and that's it. But we revived ourselves, we started making videos again and we got more members. Uh, so, and then in the Volunteerist Haven became a thing on TikTok as well. Right, so that happened, um, and, and then so many groups. But we were debating, and we also got Nick videos that came in, even though he switched in, into became, becoming like a critical a Nickian, a Nick Fuentes, Fuentesian, right, or whatever, a paleocon. Um, but yeah, we did get Nick. Uh, don't ask me how or why he joined, please don't. Um, but we got Nick. Um, so fast forward, Nick left, and from the 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 exiting of Nick, nothing has really happened in the Neo-Austrians apart from that we changed the name to the Aporia Institute. And now, particularly when I'm recording this this thing right now, uh, we have roughly about 21, 22 members. Um, a lot of the members do not post. Um, we're making a new wave. And when we're ready to come out with a new wave, you'll know. We're just not ready yet. We're, we're training them up. 
including me. I'm, I'm still being trained. Um, but we're training them up. And, and when we're ready to put them out there, we'll put them out there. Don't worry. The Aporia Institute has member. Don't has members. Don't think that we just have four or five members. We have members. We we got the money in the bag. You know what I'm saying. So that is my whole explanation of my process of how I got here. Um, I don't know how to end this off. Um, I don't know. I, it's not live, so I can't take Q and A. Um, I don't know if I fulf like fulfilled everything that is necessary to know about my process. Um, but it, it will, I mean, from there, I've just, I just started reading Rand and I got into philosophy and that's about it. There's no big major like things here. Nothing is going crazy. Like, uh, you know, that is, that is pretty much it. Um, so I, I don't know where to leave this off at. Uh, I think the only thing I would leave this off at is that is my political journey. All the way from 2017 until now, it's been a, it's been about a three year journey, not a political journey, but a three year intellectual journey that has led me all the way to the point where I am now, even to the point that I, I'm recording this. Right. So that will be the end of the video. That would be the end of the first episode called How I Got Into Politics. Your host, Cudwee, Objective Foundations out.